0: Pardon, because I won't know where all the scriptures are. Uh, Because I'm not a walking concordance. I don't know where all the scriptures are, but it's written there. Okay, so you can Google it. You ask Siri. Maybe she can tell you. If Fani was here, then I'll ask Fani. Thank you. Somebody found that humoristic. (laughs) You see, Israel talks about us. You see, when Israel was in bondage in Egypt, it talks about you and I being unsaved in bondage. And there's a Pharaoh, a king of the land that rules over the people. And that Pharaoh, number one, was scared of the people. They were so scared that they said, "What we're going to do is we're going to tax these people in their labor. We're going to keep them so busy, and we're going to and as soon as anybody raises their head, we're going to make it even more difficult, and we're going to put taskmasters over them, and we're going to whip them." You see, it talks about us when we are unsaved, when we live under the pharaoh of the land that taxes your being. That, that taxing comes in the oppression because the enemy is scared of you. Did you hear that? That Satan is scared of you. The kingdom of darkness is scared of you. In the New Testament it says the earth is longing, longing for the revelation of the true children of God. To stand up. Why? Because when they stand up, darkness flees. You see, but what the enemy does, he starts getting you busy. He starts taxing you. you got to make bricks. And we want to build pyramids. You see, the enemy wants to keep you so busy and so preoccupied with his agenda. What he wants to achieve And he gets you to buy into it that it becomes your priority. So then I get into the rat race. And my only priority is more bucks, more money. And I've got to work harder. And I've got to work longer hours. And I've got to get more money because I've got to have this standard of living. And I've got to pay these bills. And at the same time, what's the enemy doing? He increases the pressure. Pharaoh increases the pressure, and there goes the petrol price. And here comes the increase of the electricity. And Pharaoh is pushing down on his subjects, on the people in bondage. Moses is a type of Jesus. Moses is a type of Jesus. Moses spent 40 years in the desert. Jesus spent 40 days in the desert. Moses brought the law. Jesus fulfilled the law. And Moses, God says to Moses, go. I want you to go tell Pharaoh. He says, but I've got nothing. i only got a stick in my hand. God says, it's only a stick. Throw your stick on the ground became a snake. And Moses became afraid of what's in his hand. Moses became scared of the gift that's in his hand. Moses made nothing of the stick in his hand. Moses said, it's only a stick. The gift I've got is only a stick. Maybe your gifting is teaching. Maybe your gifting is worshipping. Maybe your gifting is to encourage people. It's not just a stick. You see, when Moses threw the stick on the ground, guys, I didn't prepare this. This is just coming out of my heart. When Moses threw the stick on the ground, it became a snake. It became something to be feared. Unless a grain falls on the ground and dies, you see, if I don't give my gift back to God, it's just a stick. But if I take my gift and I say, Lord, it's yours, it's something that the darkness will fear. The darkness want to try and copy it. Because when Moses went with his stick and he threw it on the ground, it turned into a snake. They put their snakes out. Moses' snake ate their snakes. and back to him. See, darkness, the enemy is scared of you. As long as you and I stare at our cell phones and stare at the television, we don't get barred, we remain in captivity. See, Physically, you might be out of Egypt. You see, this is what happened. God told Moses, Moses, go get my people. A year later, ten plagues. It took a year. Ten plagues later, Egypt is ransacked. And God takes His people. You see, this is exactly what Jesus did when He went into the grave. He went and ransacked hell. He went and took the power back. He took keys back. He took captive captivity. He broke poverty. He broke sickness. He ransacked Egypt. Moses, go get my people now. And walk out. They go through the Red Sea with a stick. The sea departs. Now, some people say it was only ankle deep. Well, praise God! A whole Egyptian army with horse and chariots drown in water ankle deep. Amen. Uh, come on, come on! When we go through the water of baptism, that is the Red Sea. We go through that water. It closes behind us. And there's a separation between myself and Egypt. Myself and my sin. I am no longer a slave. I'm no longer captive. I'm no longer under the rule of Pharaoh. But my mind is still there. When I keep on watching the television and I keep on scrolling and I don't allow the Lord to renew my mind the way I think, to have His Word impart to me. Therefore, what happened to them? They said, we long for the meat of Egypt, the pleasure of Egypt. We long for that. We want to go back there. You can put in whatever you want there as the pleasure of Egypt. It might be a line of, line of cocaine. It might be a bottle of champagne. You see, they longed back to Egypt. They forgot the oppression of Pharaoh. They forgot that Pharaoh was pushing them down and hitting them and making them work 18 hours a day, eating scraps, living as slaves, yet they were free in the desert on their way to the promised land. You see, the enemy will keep you busy because he's scared of you. Because the minute you get direction, you hear from God, where are we going? Not where I think I want to go or what I want to do or where my life might lead or what I like or dislike. But I hear from God, where are we going? See, God took them straight to Jericho. Am I right? God took them there. After he renewed their minds, he took them to the enemy's city to destroy it. Are you hearing? You see, the process in the desert, it was supposed to be six weeks. It was supposed to be six weeks. God told them, send out 12 spies, go there and go see. And they went and they came back. And 10 of the 12 were scared, but two said, Let's take it. God's delivered into the hand. The other ten were thinking like slaves. They are giants in our eyes and we are but grasshoppers. The fruit of the land is beautiful. It's big. Can't carry it. One man. just a man. A trost driver. What's that in English? Bunch of grapes. So big that two people have to carry it. Imagine that. That's the fruit. That's the spoils God wants to give His children. Now, I'm not talking money and big houses. I'm talking about the treasure from heaven. The treasure that's inside you that's so rich and so abundant that it can fill the rest of my life and the spheres of my influence. So when people start speaking negative... And moan about. Uh, suddenly, out comes this fruit that says, "You know what? But there's a word for this country. You know what? God is at work. You see, because my treasure is not here; it's in heaven. And the fruit that comes out, and when life pushes down, it doesn't bring out the ugly and the fighting and the swearing and the looking for a fight. People, there's some people that walk around looking for a fight. They do." Then I speak to my wife and say, you're looking for a fight, eh? (laughs) I'm not going to fight with you because you're not my enemy. You see, this is what we've got to understand. When that fruit is on the inside, life can press. People can look for fights. What's going to come out? Love and joy and peace and goodness, kindness, mercy, long-suffering patience just comes out of me why because i'm no longer a slave i am free i've been delivered i'm no longer under pharaoh so the spirit of pharaoh is not in me but the spirit of my father is in me the spirit of my father dwells inside of me so now i walk into my work situation and i can tell them about my father But as long as I keep on scrolling on my cell phone and I keep on watching that screen and I keep on listening to the radio just giving me Pharaoh's news, the bad news telling about this political figure and that political figure and telling me about the fuel price and electricity price and load shedding and this and that and the potholes and no water and keeps on pharaoh's giving me I'm listening to pharaoh's news guess what I'm physically out of Egypt but I'm going to spend 40 years in the desert because I'm not allowing the Lord to renew my mind God said six weeks let's take Oh, ten 10 people said, we can't do it. God said, okay, I got you out of Egypt, and now I need to get Egypt out of you. Renewing your mind. Say, whoa, I'm not going to listen to this bad news anymore. Does that mean put your head in the ground like an ostrich? No, that's not what I'm saying. I said, but I need to spend more Time with my father that I know what he says and what he thinks. Then I spend time listening to Pharaoh's news. Because if I keep on listening to Pharaoh's news, guess what? You are good ground. Did you know that you are good ground? Your heart is good ground. And whatever seed gets planted in your heart will prosper. And here comes Pharaoh. And he just gives you that bad news. And it falls in your heart. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? You're going to become negative, despondent, and bitter. And you're not going to see the wood from the tree that I am no longer in Egypt. I'm no longer a slave to sin. I'm not no longer a slave to that. I can have joy because in the kingdom of God, Jesus says the kingdom of God is love and peace and joy and righteousness. So now I don't have to walk like this anymore. Have you seen those people? I just love the Lord, you know. Praise God, praise God, praise God. How's it going? You know, we got this and we got that, and all the problems out of the world. But praise God, praise God. Who wants that? I don't want that. Because, listen to what the Word of God says. Jesus was anointed with the oil of joy more than anybody else. So "I said, hirp and stop. There's some joy coming out of me. I can have some fun. I don't have to go look for fun at at the end of a bottle. I don't have to go look for fun and joy and peace in a spliff. I just go to my daddy. And His Spirit brings that. Because I'm no longer in Egypt. I am the kingdom of God. I've been set free. The Red Sea has closed behind me. The enemy stopped pursuing me. And my Father has placed behind me goodness and mercy. Those are the guys that are following me. Yeah? So when I look around and I look back in my life, what do I see? Oh, that's my childhood. and These were my problems. And my mama did this. And my dad did this. And we grew up in such a state. Does that sound like goodness and mercy? No, that sounds like Pharaoh's chasing you. Still in here. But you've long been set free. Long been set free. It's time when you look back to see goodness. Look what God has done in my life. Look where I come from. He has saved me from that, and he's saved me from that. And he protects. Look at the goodness he provided for me a place to stay and I'm healthy. Oh, and then I look at it this way. Mercy. Oh, I didn't get punished for that. (laughs) Remember when you did that thing, and when you did that other thing. And when you gave yourself away at 16, uh, and when you decided you're going to start going down the tubes, and you're going to go to that party, and you're supposed to be dead by now. And God's mercy. Because somebody that is out of Egypt gets this. I want you to they get that is goodness and mercy. So when they look back, they can see goodness and mercy following them. What does that do? It makes me free. Of them shackles because my childhood doesn't have to define me. My Father in heaven defines me. My previous marriage that failed doesn't define me. The business that failed. It doesn't define me. My relapse, it doesn't define me. I'm not in Egypt anymore. Goodness and mercy are following me, and my father says, I'll define you because I created you. The nine months you were in your mother's womb, it was me, the Lord, woven you together. I want those lips. I want those eyes, I want those hairs, I want that personality and that crooked toe, and that bit of cellulite that you don't like. God placed that in you. You see, it's part of the gift in your hand. Oh, I don't like it. I don't like this gift. Oh, I'm still afraid of my taskmasters. And I'm not cannot do in the kingdom what I've been made to do. What are these taskmasters? What will people think of me? What are they gonna say? Do I fit in socially? And what about my friends that have money? And what are the friends that don't have money? And what about that Porsche person and that Porsche person? And what about what about Facebook? And what about this one's gonna say and that one's gonna say? Who's gonna shame me this week? Taskmasters, but are no longer there. You see, when you get saved, when you walk through that river, when God separates Pharaoh from you and brings you out of Egypt, the taskmasters remain that side. They remain there. It's only the patterns of thought that they've established in your head That keep you. And you and I need to renew our minds. How do I do that? I spend more time with my father than with Pharaoh. I get into his word. Who's been doing the 10-minute reading challenge? Who's keeping it up? Fantastic. I'm so proud of you. I know it's difficult. Read your Bible for 10 minutes a day. That's the challenge we've put out this year. Just read it aloud for 10 minutes a day. Put your cell phone down for 10 minutes, just 10 minutes. Pick up your Bible and read it aloud because faith comes by the hearing of God and you will hear what your Father says about you. And He will define who you are. Not society, not your past, not your thoughts, not your taskmasters but your Father in heaven. And he'll show you the gift in your hand. You see, your gift in your hand in Egypt meant nothing because you were bonded and you, can't, you weren't allowed to use it. But now that you are free, use it. Because that's your gift. I've never seen a child receive a new gift and not play with it. They play with it. They enjoy it. Whether it's singing, preaching, teaching, business, design, art, dancing. Do what God has given you. Take that which is in your hand and work with it. It's all good and nice. Wilco, you're talking such a nice... Message. It's beautiful. Thank you, Lord, because I didn't prepare this at all. Okay? But it means nothing if you and I don't walk out that door and do something about it. It means nothing. So if I walk past the next sick person and I don't pray, you have just wasted an hour of your time. If I walk past the next person that is down and I don't encourage them i say hey can i pray with you then everything that we've experienced this morning never got into your heart never got into your spirit so my mind is still locked up in egypt rather than walking in freedom in the kingdom of God. I really experience to lay this challenge at your feet is to go out there and break with Egypt, number one. Break with Egypt. Whatever's got you hooked, break it. Break with everything from Pharaoh. Embrace your father's words. And spread his good news. Take it to somebody. Pray with somebody. Encourage somebody. Open your Bible and read it with somebody. Just do something. And you don't have to have mountains of faith because we don't need to have mountains of faith. We just have to have faith in our Father. He is strong. He is big. He, is every, he has set us free. Look what He'll do through you. But you, put, you have to put your hand to the plow. You have to try and do something. You see, how do I come out of Egypt? I have to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I'm sick and tired of praying that prayer and not seeing change in people's lives. I'm tired of that. I'm seeking God's face and our Lord. There needs to be change. Why do they keep on looking like they're still in Egypt? Why do they still talk like they're in Egypt? Why do they still think like they're in Egypt? Why do they still act like in they're in Egypt? Well, if it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it's a duck. I'm sick and tired of saying, let's pray. And people pray with. And I don't see the power of God in their lives. Because see, people that come out of Egypt into freedom change. They start dancing and singing and having joy. There's something liberated about their being. Like, kids can't keep the good news to themselves. You see, when you're in slavery, you just murmur. And Can you believe we must do this again? Can you believe we must do that again? People are free. It's like, yes, we get to, eh? We get to walk in the kingdom. We get to pray for people. Yeah, the petrol plastic, but God will provide. He always has, always will. He's good. My dad's good. He'll he'll make sure. He feeds the birds, doesn't he? He makes the flowers shine, bloom, doesn't he? Oh, he'll feed me. I'm worth more. You see, then I don't think like a slave anymore. I'm tired of praying with people and saying, will you give your life to the Lord? And it's just lip service and nothing happens here. And I can't make you do that. I can't. Make you say, Lord, I'm opening up and take away all my intellect. and I'm just coming to you in faith, Father. It doesn't make sense to me that you, number one, had to die for me, but you did. And it doesn't make sense to me, Lord, that you rose from the dead paid the price for me. But you did. And I received that. I can't make you believe that. I can pray with you, but you have to make the decision to cast your life wholeheartedly on the cross. Wholeheartedly. See, I've got no other way out, otherwise I remain in slavery and bondage, and I don't know about you, but I'm long done with Egypt. I'm long done with being a slave. I was fed up with it the minute I was born. Yeah? We all said that I was probably born into the wrong family. Remember you said that? Because huh? you were fed up living there. But you and I have to decide with our will, Not our emotions. Yes, we do have emotions. They accompany us. But with our will, choose to deliberately believe the work of the cross. And I have to say it with my mouth. The 5th of August, 1999, at quarter past 10, I, through my life, upon the cross. Jesus walked in and he changed me. I know the time and the date. I can take you to the house. I can take you to the piece of carpet where I was seated. Because that's the day he took me out of Egypt into his kingdom. I wonder. Have you got surety of salvation? will not you close your eyes and we pray together. Holy Spirit, I thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you for what you are doing in the service, Lord, and we give you all the honor and all the glory and all the praise. But I want to ask you, and I beg of you, Holy Spirit, don't stop now. Would you work in our hearts even more this morning? Jesus, you came and you set us free. And You said if we confess with our mouth and believe with our heart that You will save us, You would change us, You would come and reside inside of us. This morning, Father, I, 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 bring, I bring us as a congregation before You. And there are some visitors Your Lord. And I know there are saved people yeah. But I also know, Father, there are people that are still under Pharaoh's rule. They're still in bondage in the kingdom of darkness. And my prayer to you, Father, is that you would grant them salvation this morning. That when we pray together, Holy Spirit, that there would be a quickening, a rebirth in their spirit. their mind doesn't quite understand what happened because only you can cause that lord like nicodemus we what we can't go back into our mother's womb but by spirit you give us birth holy spirit would you come and do that work i beg of you sir would you pray after me? Dear Lord Jesus, I'm sorry that I've waited so long to come out from underneath Pharaoh. I want you today walk into your kingdom and I believe with my heart, Jesus, that you died for me. You died so that I can be free. You died to cover my sin. You shed your blood to wash me clean and to restore me to my rightful place as child of God. I believe that you died and rose again. Jesus, that you are Lord. Would you come and live inside of me and be my Lord and my Redeemer and my Heavenly Father. I ask it in Jesus' name. Thank you for saving me now. Father, thank you that I can pray with these people. Every head is bowed. Every set of eyes are closed. If you've prayed that prayer and you've experienced the Holy Spirit doing something on your inside, Won't you just look at me, please? Thank you. Father, I thank you so much that heaven rejoices when one sinner, one person comes out of Egypt, out of slavery. Lord, I want to pray that you give us a hunger for your word, a hunger for your spirit, a determination to follow hard after you. In Jesus' name. Won't you stand and I'll bless you as we go home this morning. Just be in a receiving posture if you want to. Father, thank you so much, Lord, for your presence. Thank you what you've done this morning. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would come and as we go out, just keep talking to us, that your Spirit won't leave us alone. And I bless you this morning with the love of our Father in heaven. I bless you this morning with the mercy and the grace of of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I bless you this morning with the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, the ability to hear His voice in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Let's go have some coffee. Open my heart to Your grace. Wake me, Lord. To your mercy, merciful sunshine, merciful rain. When I seek you, I'm gonna find you, giver of all good things, giver of all.